Welcome to the Palace Perspective, podcast that brings you conversations and professional analysis on the topics and trends affecting your everyday financial life. The Palace Perspective is brought to you by Palace Capital Advisors, a comprehensive wealth management firm with locations in the Northeast, specializing in financial and estate planning solutions, investment management strategies, and family office services for high net worth families across the country. Welcome to another edition of Palace Capital Advisors webcast series. I'm Rich Mullen, CEO, one of the managing partners here at Palace. I'm joined today by Mark Bogar, our Chief Investment Officer, and Steve Kylander, our Senior Portfolio Manager. As we record uh, this webcast here in early August, both the stock and the bond markets have recently rallied given the inflation numbers and reasonable corporate earnings. We're going to discuss these topics and address some of the other questions uh, that are on top of mind for our clients it really is uh, continually all about inflation. So, Mark and Steve, let's begin with the inflation dis- data that we had today. Mark, the uh, market reacted positively to uh, today's CPI number. Um, talk to us about that number and why it was uh, so well received. Yeah, absolutely. So, all year we've been struggling in the markets with uh, the Fed raising rates, right? The big regime change from Fed easing monetary policy to the Fed tightening monetary policy increasing interest rates. And along with that has been, well, the Fed has been trying to fight inflation and inflation generally has been supply driven, right? Not as much demand driven. And so that can be tough for the Fed to actually affect a change on that. And so the fear in the market is that the Fed has to keep raising rates to break demand that can drive us into a pretty severe recession. But on the other hand, if inflation starts to come down a little bit more naturally, then the Fed doesn't actually have to break that demand and the market can more settle in uh, to a softer landing. And with markets down as much as they have been year to date, that can be very supportive of markets. So I think that's what we saw, at least with this one month, is that inflation data finally started coming down. You saw, uh, I think it was 8.5% versus expectation of 8.7. Sequentially on CPI, it was actually flat versus uh, expectations of up 0.2. And also, if you think about that, wage inflation is still positive. So this would be the first month in a long time that uh, wage inflation has exceeded CPI. So consumers are actually should be feeling a little bit better about things. So it's a one month early indications, but those early indications are good in that inflation is finally coming off. Now, it's kind of interesting, though. There's a little bit of a cross current here. If we look at Friday's job report, right, uh, one of the strongest uh, in a while, in fact, I think the unemployment rate dropped to 3.5%, the lowest since 1969. And I think the uh, market was looking for an increase of about 250,000 jobs, and we got about uh, 528,000. So, you know, you see, um, you know, that, of course, is on the Fed's radar, that kind of going in one direction. And then today's CPI number kind of portending the other elements of, um, you know, their calculus going in the other direction. So, it's going to be interesting to see, I guess, which breaks first. I know that the demand picture, um, certainly in the consumer's uh, realm, is driven by employment and wage increases. And, and again, both of those have been strong. So I don't know, Steve, if you want to add you know, to anything to that dichotomy, but it does uh, appear to be a little distorted there. There's two stories really going on in the inflation picture. Well, I think part of it here is just relative to where we were coming from and expectations if you think about the reactions out of April, May, and June CPI reports, they all came in hotter than expected. So this was the first month that finally it came in slightly below expectations and also was flat. 
It's still it's still uh, not inconsistent with the strong labor market. I mean, core inflation was 5.9%, which was the same as it was in June, but it didn't go higher. And certain, certain elements such as energy have come down, food is actually still up. So there's still there's still very much inflationary forces out there, but it does seem to be peaking and it's not it wasn't hotter than where expectations were and actually it's finally the first lower print yeah, you know, than we've seen in three months. So right. It's it's really just a trend mm-hmm. rather than saying it's an absolute reversal of, of inflation at this point. Yeah, I think that's a positive. I mean, it's certainly uh, headed in the right direction. You know, it's not going higher to your point. And, and I think nationally we're close to breaking $4 a gallon on gas. So, mm-hmm. you know, another indication here that, uh, you know, perhaps demand's uh, dropping off there a little bit. You know, I guess the interesting thing too, though, uh, is, you know, it all re- relays back to the Fed. You know, I think prior to today's report, there was a 70% chance of an additional 75 basis point hike. I think that that's been reduced, um, if you believe the numbers, to somewhere around 38% now for 75 and, and a much higher probability of a 50 basis point hike. But it also kind of feeds back into the notion of, you know, is the Fed tightening into a weakening economy? And I guess we'll never really know just yet. And we'll have to see much more data that will roll out here in the next month or so. But it's definitely uh, all um, eyes on in the inflation numbers. And, and it's, I guess, yet to be determined to your point whether that's a, a definitive break in the trend or a pause or, or what have you. So we'll have to see, yeah. Steve. Another yeah. thing to consider with that, as you were uh, somewhat getting at, is there's the terminal rate that the Fed is looking to raise rates to. So it's kind of what are they going to do the next rate hike, 50 or 75? But there's also how high are they going to go in total? And um, and what does the longer term market look like, bond market? And we're seeing lower long term rates. And so that's also an indication that the bond market thinks inflation will actually come down because those longer rates are lower. And so I don't believe though the terminal rate has changed too much. So the path might change. So maybe things slow down a little, but that's going to be a key indicator to watch as we go forward. Sure. Yeah, I think the last point I'll make on that is uh, I think we all know, um, you know, wage inflation is the stickiest part of inflation. So that could also be, you know, have a, have a lagging kind of characteristic to these numbers here. And maybe that'll, you know, follow suit with uh, gasoline and the rest of the uh, core CPI numbers. And, and uh, we'll see that in the next month or so with the, with the oncoming reports. Let's pivot here and shift to corporate earnings. Um, you know, we're obviously in the middle of reporting season here, and things seem to have held up pretty well. But, Steve, why don't you uh, begin the discussion there and, and talk to us a little about what you're seeing and um, the, uh, the numbers that are coming out. Sure. Well, um, actually, finally, this is a quieter week where the market's not you know, being uh, pummeled by new earnings reports every day, as about 80% of the S&P 500 have now reported um, and of that, I mean, the numbers have come in, I would sort of say, much better than, again, where expectations were. And it is very much an expectation you know, element. 77% of companies have beat on EPS, 70% have beat on revenue within the S&P. That generally would be a positive you know, indicator. There is a growth has slowed. If you actually look at uh, earnings growth overall for the S&P, is still is still positive, but that includes energy companies. And if you t- exclude energy companies, then year-over-year growth has actually been slightly negative for the group as a whole. But that was just for the quarter. And I think really what uh, the past is the past, mm-hmm. and it's you know the markets are very forward-looking. And when we look at what companies are saying and where analysts are coming out in terms of estimates for the rest of the year, we're still showing positive growth. Uh, both whether it's looking at with energy or without energy. And I think if you had polled people just a month ago of 
what the potential you know risk was of a earnings cliff and earnings actually being revised lower for the year, it was quite high. That element has sort of been taken not off the table, but it's no longer the you know it, it's no longer a high probability. And as you sort of said, the you know jobs growth was very strong last week, and you know it's very hard to sort of see a near-term recession and earnings cliff taking place when the job market is so strong. So I think you know earnings this season has really been a uh, it sort of fits with the data from from jobs. It I think it alleviates some of the concerns that you know a cliff was there and. You know, there's still maybe some lagging elements and growth is slowing, but nowhere to the uh, the fears that had sort of, you know, grown within the market. Yeah, earnings and employment. I mean, you're right. Those aren't typically harbingers of the beginning of uh, any sort of a, you know, major recession, you know, with those types of unemployment numbers. Pretty strong. Uh, usually see those types of uh, numbers deteriorate uh, ahead of a recession or, you know, an impending recession. So. Um, Mark, you want to add anything? Yeah, to I just the earnings? Add, um, definitely agree everything Steve and uh, Rich has said here. Just, yeah, revenue also generally was pretty strong. And there's worry about input costs given the inflation. But again, to the overall macro picture, that net margin has stayed much better than feared. So maybe at the margin it's come down, but much better than feared. There's some pockets of weakness in the economy here or there. Maybe some uh, consumers shifting. Maybe say in the low-end consumer, Walmart talked about more buying more grocery-type items and less discretionary goods. So you're seeing some pockets of weakness here or there. There's some maybe more excess parts of the market before, maybe the housing market. But by and large, technology companies coming in well, uh, healthcare coming in well. So a lot of areas of strength that, yes, there's a little bit of a downgrade to earnings, but much better than feared. And that's also helped uh, stocks rally here over the last uh, month or so. Yeah, it is um, kind of interesting that earnings have held up uh, in guidance as well uh, as it has in the face of higher wage growth and stuff. And your input costs, as you point out, you know, it's, I think, really indicative of how resilient the market really is. If you want to, you know, look at it that way. I think we've weathered so far, you know, quite a bit of a series of challenges here. And I think these inflation numbers are certainly headed in the right direction. So let's hope we see a continuation of that. And maybe the Fed can take their uh, foot off the gas pedal a little bit and we'll see a 50 basis point hike. Mm -hmm. Um, So in summary here, you know, corporate earnings have held up surprisingly well. And the CPI data is starting to cool a bit here, fueling a little bit of a relief rally we talked about. You know, risks still exist in the economy from the Fed tightening um, and geopolitical events. Uh, We haven't really talked about that today. But the long-run view is supportive of being fully invested in target allocations. That has served us well here. You know, the Russian invasion of Ukraine drags on, you know, affecting many of the commodity markets around the world. We have seen a few ships leave, uh, grain shipments leave Ukraine, which is a positive sign, but still nonetheless. But I'd like to say kind of in closing, thank you, Mark and Steve, for your thoughts. And thank you for taking the time to keep an eye out, uh, to watch this and keep an eye out for our future podcasts and webcasts. Have a great day. Thank you. Palace Capital Advisors, LLC and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You should consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances. These materials are provided for general informational and educational purposes based on publicly available information from sources that are believed to be reliable. PCA cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. The information contained herein is for informational purposes only. It's not personalized investment advice and should not be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any particular security, sector, 
or strategy to any individual person or entity. Investment advice offered through Palace Capital Advisors, LLC, our registered investment advisor.